0: The following audio is from LaGrange Church of Christ, located in Texas. For more information about LaGrange Church of Christ, please visit our website at www.lagrangecoc.com. Well, grace and peace to you this morning. We're so glad that you're here with us on a beautiful Lord's Day. Um, I want to, to thank Ron for filling in for me last Sunday. We had a, a wonderful couple days uh, away, and so um, Laura and I enjoyed that time, appreciate the congregation for allowing us that time away. Um, just a couple of things before we get started this morning. Um, we, we've got a busy week ahead of us, or a busy month ahead of us in July Uh, I want you to know of a couple of events, July 12th through 15th will be our VBS, and we need uh, volunteers for that. There's a sign-up list in the foyer, so if you would like to help volunteer to to help during that time, please take a look at that list. Also today, after lunch, there will be a group meeting up here at the building to to help make some things and get ready for that. It takes a lot of work um, to put VBS on, and we need as much help as we can get Also, July 19th, we'll have an area-wide singing here in in Sunday evening, so um, keep that in mind. And July 20th and 21st will be our youth mission trip. And so if you're a a youth and you'd like to go on that mission trip, be sure and tell uh, myself or Tom, because we need to get a head count for that. Well, We are in Hosea chapter 6. We've been doing a series of lessons on the book of Hosea, and this morning we're at chapter 6. And I just want to begin by by reading the first six verses of that chapter. And so it says, Come, let us return to the Lord, for He has torn us, that He may heal us. He has struck us down, and He will bind us up. After two days, He will revive us. On the third day, He will raise us up, that we may live before Him. Let us know, let us press on to know the Lord, His going out is sure as the dawn He will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth. What shall I do with you, O Ephraim? What shall I do with you, O Judah? Your love is like a morning cloud, like the dew that goes early away. Therefore I have hewn them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth, and my judgment goes forth as the light. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Uh, this morning we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, for the last several weeks we've been exploring the book of Hosea. We, we've unpacked some of the great texts of this book. But today we're going to approach our passage a little bit differently. Uh, Hosea 6.6, that last verse that we read in that passage, is one of the most important verses in the Bible. It is a verse that is quoted more than once by Jesus. In Matthew chapter 9 and verse 13, he says, Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. And so Jesus does more than simply quote Hosea 6.6. He wants us to meditate on it. He wants us to spend some time with it. He wants us to reflect on it so that it will begin to shape our lives. And that's what I want us to do this morning. I want us to sit with this verse for a little bit in the hopes that we will be better Christians and a better church by doing so. And this is not simply my desire. This is what Jesus wants. This is what he tells us to do. Go and learn what this means. As we think about Hosea 6, six, we need to begin by recognizing that Hosea is not alone. And what we find in this passage is a theme that runs throughout the prophets. Hosea's exact statement is not repeated in another prophetic book, but we find statements that are very similar. And I want us to take a moment and read some of those other passages so that we get a feel for what God desires. And so just bear with me this morning. We're going to read a lot of Bible, but there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. Um, But I want us to look at four passages, and let's begin with the prophet Amos. And Amos writes, I hate, I despise your feasts, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the peace offerings of your fattened animals, I will not look upon them. Take away from me the noise of your songs to the melody of your harps, I will not listen. But let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. And then you have Micah. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? Isaiah, at the beginning of that large book, he writes this, "'When you come to appear before me, who has required of you this trampling of my courts? Bring no more vain offerings. Incense is an abomination to me.' cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. And finally, the psalmist writes, For you will not delight in sacrifice or I would give it. You will not be pleased with the burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. Now, these are not the only passages like this, but these are some of the most well-known. And they give us a a good foundation for what the prophets and others were trying to get at. They help us to understand what it is that God desires. And here's a breakdown of of all the passages. Um, So, here are some things that God does not desire in these passages. Sacrifice, feasts, assemblies, burnt offerings, grain offerings, songs incense, Sabbath, prayers, etc. And what he says he does desire is mercy, steadfast love, justice, righteousness, kindness, walk humbly with God, cease to do evil, learn to do good, care for orphans and widows, a broken spirit, a contrite heart. Now there's probably a few things that you notice about these passages. First, these passages are in the same vein but they're not equal to one another. They're similar, but they're not the same. Many of them identify sacrifice as something that God does not desire. But Hosea says that God desires mercy, whereas Amos and Isaiah say that God desires justice. Now, now those two are related, but they're not the same. And and Amos and Isaiah both identify the poor, widow, and orphan as people that we should pay attention to and help. And that's what God wants. Second, you probably notice that the things that God rejects, that first list up there, um, these are things that are required. There are laws that say people are to offer sacrifices. And that people are to remember the Sabbath, and that they are to pray, and they are to sing, and they're going to, they should present burnt offerings and grain offerings and all these things. And so the issue was not so much with doing or not doing what God said. These people were obeying God on a certain level. They knew what the Bible said, they were observing the, the Sabbath, they were making sacrifices, they were singing and praying just like they should. The issue was one of missing the point. They were using the Bible for their own purposes. Their lives had not been transformed. They were neglecting the greatest commands. They never missed worship, but they were not loving God and loving others like they should. And this is not just a little problem. It's a systemic problem. It's a problem that lasts for hundreds and hundreds of years. We find it in 1 Samuel. We find it in Psalms. We find it in the prophets. We find it in the New Testament. God has to continually remind his people of what it is that he desires. And when we get to the New Testament, God reveals himself by taking on flesh and and coming to earth. God's people had struggled to have a relationship with him for, for years and years. And one of the things that God desires from his people is steadfast love we were reminded in Hosea 6.6 6 and other places that God wants us to know Him. This is different than knowing about Him or knowing about the things of God. He wants us to know Him, and this involves relationship. It involves commitment. We are to love God with our entire being. God understood that His people had had a problem with this for all these years, and so what does He do? He, he reveals Himself by taking on flesh. And if we want to know what God looks like, all we have to do is look to Jesus. And when Jesus begins his ministry, he continues with this same theme that we find in the prophets. And his favorite verse to quote is Hosea 6.6. He challenges the people to go out and learn what this means. It's not enough to read it. It's not enough just to be able to quote it. We must seek to understand it and then to live by it. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. So what does it mean? Well, it's one of those sayings that that we need to chew on for a while. It's something that we need to contemplate. And defining it is not simple because it's something that can apply to multiple situations. Jesus uses it more than once. He uses it in Matthew chapter 9 when the Pharisees condemned him for eating with tax collectors and sinners. He quotes it again in Matthew chapter 12 when the Pharisees were upset that his disciples had plucked grain on the Sabbath and ate it. The Pharisees knew their Bibles very well. They quoted Scripture just as Jesus did. They were not neglecting God's Word. The problem was with how they used the Bible. They were missing the point. And perhaps the best definition of what this phrase means is found in John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Here is a story that lays it out perfectly for us. John records this. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. And all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery. And placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law, in the Bible... Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? This they said to test him that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. And Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go And from now on, sin no more. This is a powerful story. It's a story that gets retold over and over again. It's reminiscent of other gospel stories. The scribes and Pharisees were continually trying to to trap Jesus. And this time, they, they bring a woman to him who has been caught in the act of adultery. And they want to know, what would Jesus do? The law is clear, and they knew it. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 10. If a man commits adultery with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress shall surely be put to death. Does it get any plainer than that? And they want Jesus to say, yeah, let's stone her. If he does that, he gets in trouble with the Romans. If he doesn't stone her, then they can accuse him of not following the Bible. You don't believe the Bible, do you? What will Jesus do? The Pharisees are not the only ones who can quote Scripture. The issue is not whether or not someone believes the Bible. Jesus believes the Bible. The Pharisees believe the Bible. They both believe the Bible. The issue is over how to interpret the Bible. It's over the meaning of the Bible. The Pharisees hold up Leviticus 20 and verse 10. Here you go. Here's our verse. But we already know Jesus' verse. Hosea 6.6. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. The Pharisees want to sacrifice. They want to sacrifice this woman because she has committed adultery. And they use the Bible to go after other people. They apply all the promises to themselves and then judge everyone else with all the other verses. They use God's word to lift themselves up and tear everyone else down. And that's not how the Bible was intended to be used. It's not an instrument that we use to attack people. The Pharisees and scribes think they have Jesus right where they want him. They they, they think they've, they've trapped him. But he turns the tables. He says to them, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. And one by one, they begin to drop those stones. They all know that they're all guilty. Was there anyone there without sin? Yes, there was. Jesus was without sin. And if Jesus wanted to, he could have picked up those stones, he could have picked up those rocks and just started hitting the woman. He would have been justified in doing so. He was without sin. The Bible says that's the punishment for adultery. But Jesus did not come to condemn. He came to save. The Word of God, that is Jesus, teaches us how to use Scripture. We don't use it to beat people up. We use it to share good news. And this is what Jesus does. He says to the woman, has no one condemned you? No one, she says. Neither do I condemn you. Go your way. From now on, do not sin again. Early in his ministry, Jesus says, Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Hosea 6.6 Now we know, but knowing is not enough. We must live it out in our everyday lives. We must show people mercy we must share the good news. We must follow in the footsteps of Jesus. We must use the Bible the correct way. We're not here to beat people up. We're not bullies with the Bible. We are Jesus people. And we're called to love God and love others. We're called to be transformed into the image of a God who desires mercy and not sacrifice. Let's pray. Father, we come before You this morning thanking You for this opportunity to gather with fellow believers, A time for some of us to find relief from our busy lives, find relief from a world that is often dark and marred by sin. And it's a time to be reminded of who we are and what our mission is. Father, we ask forgiveness for the times we have misused your word. we ask uh, that you be with us as we strive to be lights to our community and the salt of the earth may we let our light shine may we show people your love may we show people mercy may we continue to invite people to come to know you and to come to know your son jesus this is our desire we desire mercy And we're so thankful for the mercy that we received when Jesus went to the cross on our behalf. We pray this in his name. Amen.